0: Nation, Your boy, Pat Young, here for another episode of the Young and the Rowdies, another week where we get to dive into college hoops, usually all revolving around Florida basketball. But this week, we have something a little special since we're coming into the first week of March Madness. Uh, I have a special guest. My friend Rob Dalster, is popping in and we're going to talk some. He's going to actually I didn't tell him, but I'm, I'm playing that he'll help me fill out my bracket, you know, have, have an expert. So if, if all all those goes to fail, I can blame him. Someone's got to be the scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, guys, thank you so much for the love uh, that you continue to show me on this podcast. Ready to dive into this this episode here. Let's go. March Madness. Here we go, baby. Rob, what's going on, man?
1: What is going on, Patrick? Thanks for that intro, man. I uh, You know, you, you boosted my ego a little bit there. I needed it. It's been a long week.
0: Well, you know, it, it again, selfishly, I am boosting you up so you can try to give me the best picks for my bracket, which everybody selfishly wants. This is my first time, you know, post career that I'm going to be filling one out. So I really need, like, I'm really invested. This means a lot to me. So don't let me down. I will find you.
1: I mean, and and you have a platform now too. There are people that listen to you. That are people that, that say, "Oh, this guy, he played, he played big time college basketball. He played in the Final Four. He played pro ball. He's going to know what he's talking about." So the pressure's on you, man.
0: You you know, I, I don't know if I know necessarily as much as I should. You know, I probably haven't been watching as many games, but I do know a little bit more. I make some educated guests, and also I have some friends that can always help nudge me in the right direction. Anyways, you know, the Florida Gators ended up getting a 7 seed taking on, or a 10 seed uh, taking on Virginia Tech. Um, I'm not too sure what to expect um, for that upcoming game uh florida has dropped three of their last four two of those going to tennessee um still some issues it seems to be in the locker room uh you know two of the players is not is not it's public news Scotty lewis and tyree appleby showed up late to shoot around um which is something that you would not think would happen around this time of the year so we're hoping that there can be some maturity uh i mean at, at this point you got to step up it's survive in advance um the Hokies. They're not a great defensive team. Florida shoots pretty well from three. Um, Volume isn't isn't necessarily the problem; it's the percentage. Um, You know, one stat that really was crazy to me. You know, Colin Castleton has stepped in; he's been tremendous um, for us in the paint. Omar Payne, he's shooting around seventy-seven percent from the field. He's taken eight shots in the last eight games. Two of those, and two of those games were goose eggs—zero shots. So it was one game, he had three shots. So it's, it's and he's playing, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game. It's like, you know, the guy's shooting seven, 7%, run the floor, seal, duck, Get my guy some shots. You know, Trey Mann's been outstanding, uh, but we need some consistency in the paint. Colin can't do everything on his own down there. Uh, you know, Noah Locke, he's, he's pretty much shown that he's pretty much just a shooter. Scotty Lewis has been so inconsistent for us coming off the bench. I really love Tyree Appleby. I wish I was telling, talking to Anthony DeRuja the other day and I was like, man, I wish I could have had a point guard like that. <laughs> That's just <looks laughs> to throw me past the ball so much every time. But what do you see with this this matchup uh, coming in, coming up uh, pretty soon?
1: I like how, uh, how Scotty Wilbur can called a stray there.
0: <laughs> how Scotty Wilbur called a stray?
1: Yeah. I wish he could have had a better point guard. Oh, man. We're going to have to talk uh, about no. that.
0: No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean, my first, my first three years, my first three, my fourth year was great with Scotty when he was at the helm doing his thing. But the first three, you know, I had Urban Walker and Kenny Boynton guys that were pretty much shoot first. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the, no, Scott, Scotty, Scotty Wilberkin was a fantastic guy for me.
1: <laughs> so I, you know, I, I really feel for the guys on this roster, given everything that they've, they've gone through, right? Like I thought that this is going to be the year where they kind of stepped up and, and it was like, okay, Mike White's got this thing going, you're going to be a top 15 team. Um, but then obviously, you know, you lose the preseason SEC player of the year and it's just hard to, to rebound from that. Now you mentioned Trey, man, like he's a guy that I thought has been really, really impressive this season. You know, I think that he's probably looking at being an NBA draft pick at some point, And I didn't necessarily know if that was going to be true heading into the year. Like he's, he's really, really uh, impressed me. Um, it's going to be, you know, I'll be curious to see how Virginia tech, uh, comes out and plays in this because they're coming off of, uh, before the ACC tournament started, they were in a pause for, I think it was three weeks. They had played two games basically in the month of, um, in the month of February. And that's, it's just, that's just so difficult to do Patrick. I mean, you know, this when you're, when you're like stuck in a room and you don't get to work out for three weeks, like that can take away everything from you, from your legs, from your, your wind, your crispness, your sharpness, um understanding like t- the togetherness as a team in terms of running offense when you have to make the right rotation defensively just it it messes everything up um so we'll see what happens with them but i mean they're they're a fun team to watch man you're gonna love watching them run offense their their coach mike young is a guy that's just a, like he's a brilliant offensive mind. mine um, they have a couple guys part of the reason i love watching them play is because mike young always has one guy that he has you'll you'll understand this reference. They basically run the Marshall the Marshall Henderson offense where he just has oh like triple screens and he's taking like 25 footers fading mm-hmm. away from the basket and he makes him. It's a kid named Jalen Cohn. So I think that's where uh that's where Mike stole that play from.
0: Really? He's a <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't haven't seen him yet. That is gonna be impressive to watch. Yeah, Marshall Henderson. Oh man, it he he didn't care. It was like, I'm coming off these screens, I'm getting the ball, and it's going up. Like that—that that is it. Point blank. Period. That was a mindset. So it's—it's it's interesting. It's going to be interesting seeing another guy like that. Uh, you know, what are you—what are you seeing with this? You know, if this Florida team—they're the only team to make it four consecutive years in the SEC uh, to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Florida fans seem pretty skeptical still on Mike White. This year has been so challenging, um, not just with what happened with Keontae, but also just amid COVID players testing positive for every team um, throughout the country. You know, especially when guys at this age are still kind of figuring out their why their identity, et cetera, that stuff really has been challenging. But our, you know, our fans are, uh, you know, the, you think the administration is going to take that into uh, their perspective of like for coach white with his, I think coach white deserves to stay there for much longer. You know, this, this year was an outlier, so much adversity, he still continue to battle so much resilience and have so much resiliency and to fight that adversity. Um, but, you know, I know Florida fans, they, they want blood. You know, they, they, they want to uh, win the SEC. They, they want to, I mean, we beat Kentucky pretty well at Kentucky, which is always great. You know, I, I always love that. Um, but what do you see? You know,
1: it's, I think it's hard to judge any coach, not just Mike White, but any coach in the country this year, based off of what happened this year. Um, I mean, there was you mentioned there was so much stuff that went on, you know, and and you can't just like gloss over the fact that that their best player, the guy that we all thought was going to be the SEC player of the year, yeah, is not playing this year, you right. know. And, and if you have Keontae and and Patrick, you know this man, like he's he's perfect for what basketball is supposed to be in 2021. He's what is he six five? He can guard fours if you need him to. He can guard twos if you can need him to. Um, he's a great defender. He makes threes. He averaged, what was he averaging? Like 17 points a game. Man, He's so
0: athletic. He's so, he makes it look so easy. (laughs) You make the game look so easy.
1: And, and you put him on this roster with a guy like Trey Mann playing the way that he's been playing, with shooters like t- uh, with the Applebee kid and Noah Locke, with Scotty Lewis alongside of him. All of a sudden, you have a ton of athleticism. You have a ton of length. You have all of the switchability. You know, that's kind of the buzzword now. Yeah. Everybody's versatile. Um, exactly. You can get up and down and transition the way that, that Mike White really wants to play. And you didn't have that chance to do it because, you know, because of what happened to him. And, um, and I also don't think that you can overlook kind of the mental impact that comes with that like I can't imagine what those kids were going through when you know everybody was hurting for Keontae when he was in the hospital and and no one was really sure what was going on there now imagine if you were one of his teammates and you watched that happen to him like it's just it's it's impossible you know I think I think Mike White said something where um he was was he down they didn't practice for like two weeks after that some kids went home so it was you know there's there's a lot of contextual factors that you have to take in when talking about what Mike white has done this year. And despite all of that, Florida's a seven seed. Yeah. Like I think all things considered they've had um, they've had about as good of a season as you could hope for given everything that they they have gone through. So I, you know, I understand the frustration and honestly, like if you are Mike white, you want a fan base that is going to be frustrated by finishing as a seven seed. Uh, But I, I don't think that you can, really criticize too heavily the job that he's done this year
0: yeah you 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 can't I mean you you look at there was a few games um that you might you know we might shake our head at looking at um South Carolina at home that they lost to South Carolina having a pretty abysmal um year undersized they came into Gainesville and kicked our butts as well as Missouri on uh well we don't have any seniors but what would have been our last home game um, also came in and kicked their butts as well. And it's just it's just some of those games like like those that you just say like, gosh, we just beat West Virginia at West Virginia. You know, Ooh. they were number ten team in the country. How do we eat the poison? like what what drink the poison? What happened? Where are we, you know, how do things not translate over? Because this you know we it seems like we're building momentum. We, it, and it, I felt so bad because um, going into that Missouri game, that's what after I did a uh, Scotty Lewis and Colin Castleton on the same day, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, the guys, they're, they're locked in. They're focused. Then we drop like three, drop three straight pretty much. I'm like, gosh, I spoke too soon. Man, yeah, they're, they're cutting you off of the, the team
1: guys. now. You're not going to be able to interview anybody else. I know, right? So, you're like, the bad luck charm.
0: <laughs> am I? Am, is it me? Is it... <laughs> but, um, you know, this is why we love college basketball. This is the time of the year where anything can happen. Um, Florida comes away if they win this game. More than likely, they're going to be facing Ohio State. Um, which is a program that has completely changed, turned around. They're being a, being a two seed. Who would have saw that coming at the beginning of the year? You know, yeah. Um, you what know, are some- honestly,
1: I think that's a pretty good matchup in the second round. If you can get by, you can get past uh, Virginia Tech, because I think that you can make the argument that the best player on the floor um, when when Florida plays Ohio State is going to be Trey Mann. You know, the Dwayne Washington for Ohio State is really good. Uh, he had 32 and eight in the Big Ten tournament title game. And E.G. Liddell is probably their best player. He's like a six foot six combo forward. He was, uh, he won back to back State Player of the Year awards in Illinois wow. as a high schooler. And then, um, you know, he's been, he, he's kind of had a breakout year as a sophomore this season. He, he's been awesome, probably first team all Big Ten. Awesome. Um, but I mean, Trey Mann is like, he can take games over. And Patrick, yeah, you know this, man. Like, if you're going to make a run in March, if you're going to pull an upset, you got to have a great point guard. And Trey Mann's the guy. Him,
0: would you compare player. him to someone like a, a uh, Trey Young at this point, the way that he's playing? I think,
1: you know, honestly, I think that he – if you want to look at the best-case scenario, think about him as in someone like the role that Shabazz Napier played or okay. Kemba Walker played. Like, they're they're obviously different players in terms of what they can do. But in the sense that putting a team on his back and being able to carry him, like – I. I'm sure that's something that he can do. Now I'm not sitting here predicting that Florida is going to make it to the final four. Right. Um, But if you're in a position where you have a great lead guard, like that's, that, that's what you look for. Yeah. All it takes is Trey man having one, two week stretch where he just goes bonkers, which is something that he's very capable of doing and you can make a run. Now
0: 30 points in that game that lost against Tennessee in the tournament. So he's definitely feeling himself. He definitely is on another level of count. It's just amazing what one year can do. Mm -hmm. that uh, so many players in his situation and Scotty alluded to it that they come in being so highly touted and they don't, they lack the humility to just say like, okay, I understand that I have this great opportunity in front of me, these projections, this X, Y, Z can happen, but I still need to learn. There's still someone that knows more than I do that can help me. No, like no coach wants to hinder a player from achieving their dreams you know the coach isn't telling you to just do this just because he doesn't want you to excel, but it's just crazy how Trey Man couldn't break a screen last year, or just remember the plays or whatever it may be. And Scotty Lewis, he did he could he was uncomfortable playing off of two feet, and now you know Scott Scotty's been you know uh, more inconsistent this year. He had COVID in the middle of the season, so that definitely affected affected him. But Trey Man, look, it's a, it's a complete three sixty. The way that he was playing in high school. Uh, is now kind of the guy that he is now. He got gained 20 pounds of muscle, put the work in, um, and now it's no surprise. I, I mean, I don't know if he needs another year uh, to, to even go to another level, but it's just awesome seeing what he's been able to do after a year of just discipline and work and just saying, you know what, coach? That first year was learning experience. I see how much I don't know How can you? How what can I do to get to that level that you 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 and I both see that I can get? But you know how to help me get there better than I know how to get myself there. And I'm going to do it every single day. And it's just amazing to see uh, that he took on that mindset and that he is there right now. Um, Well, uh, let me ask
1: you a question, Patrick. So you were you were a really highly recruited guy as well, right? Like, and it wasn't I guess one and done wasn't as um, pervasive when you were when you first got to Florida. But like, how did you? How did you balance that with like that certain level of expectation without allowing any of that to get to your head? Cause that, look, that, that cannot be an easy thing to be like right. 16, 17, 18 years old and having oh, yeah. all of these famous coaches recruiting you and everybody in your hometown saying like, Oh, you're the best player. You're going to play in the NBA, blah, 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 all this. Like, how do you, how do you balance that? How do you, how, how do you work through that mentally?
0: Man, it's, I definitely wish I knew half of what I know now back then. (laughs) Um, And it's still something that I think about from time to time. Like, gosh, if what if I would have left early, what if I would have left after my freshman or sophomore year or whatever it may be. I know maturity wise, I wasn't there, but it definitely affected so much, especially in the beginning my relationship with my coaches, because I thought things were supposed to go a certain way. Um, I didn't necessarily – you know, you have – the equation for frustration is an expectation of something to go a certain way and then the reality that things actually don't match up. And then that equals frustration. I, I had an expectation that things were going to go a certain way, mm-hmm. that I was going to be this guy, that guy, whatever it may be. Reality came. Vernon Macklin's in front of me, senior, way better than me, way smart – far smarter than me Uh, I'm not listening to the coaches I've always have something back to say I'm not being coachable coach Donovan had to sit me down and say hey man like you're not being who we thought you could be so you either need to fix it or you need to transfer and that was a reality check of like gosh man like this is not I'm not representing my family I'm not representing who I want to be as a person as a man and it's still it wasn't just an overnight switch, but just that that first initial reality check of like, gosh, I need to get my stuff together, helped me to like, humble myself and like, dang, how can I be a better teammate. And then, you know, there was still some times a rollercoaster up and down, but I was able to become such a better player now that I can finally trust coach Donovan. And it's it's dumb to say that, you know, like, how could you not trust goes down? if mean, you want back to back, Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford, Chris Richards, uh, Maury Space, all these other guys, he knows the formula, but that poison and especially you got to think for these kids now that they're getting, receiving so much pats on their back of family, of friends, of social media, their value being given from what they do. And no one's there for you. When you're in the gym after a game or you don't play and you're, you're you're suffering not suffering through but the long endurance of becoming who you want to be you know no one's in you you wasn't with me shooting in the gym you know mm-hmm. like those are the times that where the fans at then where where are the, the the people that are cheering they only see the results they only see what you can be and it's a whole process to get there you know we don't put people put the highlights on social media they don't put the boring shooting shooting a thousand shots under or, or form shooting. They don't put, that's not, that's not exciting on social media. So it, it took me a while to handle all that, but I'm so glad um, that I had a family and coaches and teammates that could help me um, and bear with me. Cause I, I can imagine I was probably hard, difficult to deal with <laughs> for for a time. I can imagine.
1: <laughs> so I, I think that um, the the hard thing I think is when you go up a level, accepting that you need to be, Something of a role player, right? Like if you're yep. if you're a high schooler and you're McDonald's All American, like you're going to be superstar, the best player that that anyone's going to play against, uh, probably in that area, right? Um, but when you get to Florida, like you said, you're coming in, you got Vernon Macklin there. What the, he was? He that was the year he averaged like 15, right? It, probably, <laughs> yeah. So like you're coming in and it's like, okay, well now I got to beat out this guy that's 22, 23 years old that was just as good as I was in high school that has spent the last three years developing his game and he's out here like killing everybody in the sec already. So that's who you got to beat out. Like the idea that you have to go in and accept that is it, that can't be an easy thing to do, but it's also, I think it's important for a lot of these kids to understand, like that's how you end up getting to the next level. Like the guy that I'll, I'll make a comparison with here is uh, Franz Wagner is probably like yeah. the, the fourth or fifth um, best known player on this Michigan team, but he's the guy that everyone in, in NBA draft circles like, yeah, we want him because he just goes out there and does a job that is very translatable to the next level. You know, there's only so many guys that are going to be KD or James Harden or whatever. Right. You know, if you like for you, like, if you would have just said, I'm going to go be Quincy AC, like, that's how you ended up being, you know, like that's why he Quincy AC has got a job. That's why you played as long as you did professionally. Right. Like there's kind of have to like, accept that you you're there to do a job,
0: you know? Yeah. You're, you're so right. Just It's, it's hard for people to accept that. Like a, a, really good role player is making $20 million a year. You know, like what's, there's nothing wrong with that, but
1: hey, look, I'll do whatever you want me to do for $20 million a year. Boy, I'll, <laughs> I'll,
0: you put me on, I'll be a role. I'll be the cheerleader for, you put me fourth, 14th man on the roster for two, 3 million a year. Absolutely. Um, but just, just to make it there, you know, doing the things because these analytics are so huge nowadays when it comes to that front office and it's not so much, it could, you know, you look at the G League, for example, and you see that a lot of, oftentimes, a lot of guys are out there just trying to get it done themselves and score and get a volume shots and etc. And a lot of guys don't get caught up. You know, uh, these teams already have their superstars. They already have their two to three players that are their guys that are you know getting all the shots. They need guys that can fill in and contribute to winning without the ball. So if you're on a team where you know, all you can do is contribute to winning when you have the ball in your hands. Reality check, you're not playing over Kevin Durant. You're not playing over Russell Westbrook. You're not playing over Kemba Walker. You're not playing over any of these guys. So how how can I humble myself to find the role? Can I be the best? Of, can I take pride in being the, the guy that locks down one of those guys, tries to? I mean, you can't lock down Kevin Durant, it, it's, it's not, it, or Giannis the combo It's it's crazy. You play with those guys on 2K and you're like, what do I do? I'm like, that's exactly what NBA players are saying when these guys like, what do I do? I can't guard that
1: exactly. You just, you just hope that they miss. That's
0: all it is. Just, just hope Giannis freaking reaches from the free throw line and ducks on your head. Yes. <laughs> what do <are> you do? <laughs> it's, it's not fair. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's a. Uh, it's a humbling process to to accept, I guess, from being because everybody in the NBA was the man yeah. at some point, but only a few guys are LeBron and Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic. There's nothing wrong with being that role player because guess what? You're in the NBA, and you yeah. If, if you're if you're a
1: role player as a starter in the NBA, it means you are one of the best 150 people on the planet at doing your job at being Absolutely. a basketball player. Absolutely. One of the best 150 on the play. Do you know how many people there are in, in the world that play basketball and you're one of the best 150. Like if you are on an NBA roster, you are an unbelievably special talent. You know, yeah. you get drafted. Yeah. You're an unbelievably special talent. I don't think people realize how, how good how, and how much talent is in like the G league or yeah. is playing in the, the, the leagues overseas. You know, it's it, the level between like just outside the NBA and, and in the NBA, like there's really not that much different in talent level. It's like, did you find the right shot? Did you find the yeah. right spot? Did you get lucky? Did you accept right. the role? Is yeah, the you
0: luck? talk about the last, you know, the 150. Maybe you know the last 30 guys out of that 150 could possibly be interchangeable with some of these guys yeah. in Europe or or in the G League. But you know, they got a better break. They got the right spot, the right fit, the right person likes them, and they good character guys. All that yeah. stuff adds up. They know they know their role and. You know, once you stick in the NBA for two to three three years, you, you it's usually hard to find a way out unless you do something stupid. <laughs> oh, man. But, Rob, let's get into this tournament a little bit, man. I want to ask you some questions since you know this way better than I do. All right. Um, first off, we got the first round coming up on Thursday. Um, what are some, some games that stand out to you or some Cinderella picks, um, something that you just – you know, a bold prediction. You got. So
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple of upset picks. All right. Okay. So first and foremost, we have uh, Ohio over Virginia. Ohio's got a point guard, a kid from uh, from Orlando actually named Jason Preston, who I think is going to end up playing in the NBA one day. Virginia's coming out of their their COVID pause. They got some 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 issues going on. They're not going to be able to practice this week. Uh, oh, wow. So I like Ohio there. Um, I also like UC Santa Barbara. You know, we talked about having great point guards. Um, They got a kid named Ja'Cory McLaughlin who started at Oregon State. He's averaging like 17 and 5. And Santa Barbara has like, they just got a whole bunch of high major transfers on that roster. They're really, really good. Um, And then the other one, obviously you have to take Syracuse because all Syracuse does is they go out and they struggle during the regular season. They find their way onto the bubble um they somehow sneak into the ncaa tournament and then they make a run and they go to like the elite eight or the final four like that's jim beheim's whole plan he's like yeah we'll just find a way in and then no one knows how to play against the zone and we'll make a run and we'll win some games um and then here's here's the last one i'll give you the the upset pick that you don't want to take don't fall into the trap villanova is going to beat winthrop everybody loves winthrop they're 23 and one they have some fun players they shoot a lot of threes they get up and down the floor they score a ton of points villanova doesn't have their point guard but They still got a kid named uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl who's going to play in the league. They got Jermaine Samuels. They got athletes. They got defenders. They got shooters. And, and you're giving Jay Wright nine days to figure out what's wrong with this team and how to find a way to make up for the fact he doesn't have that Jay Wright. He's won two national titles. So
0: I'm
1: I'm taking villain over there. Don't fall in the trap. Don't be the guy.
0: Don't be that guy. guy. I really like this. Um, uh find that matchup unc greensboro i don't think they're going to beat florida state but i think it's going to be a good game i I see what you're doing there i see i wouldn't be mad i wouldn't (laughs) be mad if hey look
1: unc greensboro they got a kid named isaiah miller like he is if you if you guys are listening to this go search isaiah miller on youtube and watch some of his uh his highlights i mean he's he is a windmill waiting to happen he averaged 19 points and four assists this year he's i'll tell you this much he uh if he transferred to Florida State right now,
0: he'd be, he'd be starting on that team. He'd be starting? Yeah. He'd be, You'd see this guy potentially making it to the league? I mean, we'll coming see. off this game, if he, if he does something, like you just you mentioned, uh, Trey Mann being a guy that uh, you will want on your back, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that can come in and just you know, average averaging 19, 19 a game, you would think Leonard Hamilton. he's always got athletes there that they're going to oh, yeah. do the best they can to try and minimize that. Uh, but if he does, find a rhythm. That's, Watch
1: out! That's, is that your upset pick right there? You got going down. I think. I feel like. I feel like Florida State could be playing anybody there, and you'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? That might be the upset pick you want to take."
0: <laughs> that might be the upset pick. I don't. I know. But let's 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 talk about some of these SEC teams as far as um the ones that have made it into the tournament. No Kentucky. No
1: Kentucky. No Kentucky. Um, I,
0: no Kentucky.
1: I like Alabama. They can really guard people. Everyone talks about their three point shooting and their offense and all that. Uh, they are the number two defense in college basketball on campus. Wow, they can really, really guard. I mean, Herb Jones is just—he—he he, he guards everybody. He can guard yep. everything. John Petty's better than people give him credit for, and they just got a bunch of guys that are like six-six and long and athletic that can go out to run around and, and and play hard. I mean, the big thing is they play hard on that end. That's that's half the battle. Um, LSU though, I think LSU can make look them, at run. them. Man, they're, I mean, they look—you have Cam Thomas, you have Trenna Watford. You have Javante smart there's not many teams that have a better one two three than that um, and throw in the fact that uh, Michigan's missing uh, is likely going to be missing um, Isaiah livers and I think that they are that's a that's that's good for uh, good for LSU they can make a run there um, and Tennessee I don't know every time I feel like it's time to buy into Tennessee they go and they,
0: they lose them right team. I don't I don't know I, I have don't know. they have all the pieces they just haven't been able to put them all together and they were most of everyone's preseason pick to win the SEC. You know, that was pretty surprising that they've, you know, kind of fell, fell flat. That's why they're preseason picks. It doesn't matter until yeah. you step onto the court and play. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this LSU, Cam Thomas, man, freshman. Woo. Yeah.
1: He can go. Yeah, he gets them up. I'll, I'll tell you this much. He uh, – there's a lot of games where he makes a lot of shots. There's also a lot of games where he takes a lot of shots. Yeah. Right? Kind of have to respect the uh, the willingness to get him up, but um, if he's not if he's not shooting well, he's he's one of those guys that can shoot you into a game or shoot you out of a game, um, and it's just so happened that he's you know he's he's been able to shoot him in the game better than uh, than in the past. But I mean, look when you average twenty something points as a freshman in the SEC, that kind of says all you need to know about him,
0: right? Yeah. Well, Rob, I know you got to go. Um, last question is a quick one. Quick, uh, who you got winning it all or? Who do you got in the championship game and then who's going to get on top?
1: So my final four is I have Gonzaga coming out of the West. I have Texas coming out of the East. I have Baylor coming out of the South and I have Oklahoma state and Cade Cunningham coming out of the Midwest. And then the title game I think will be Gonzaga and Baylor. And I think Gonzaga wins my, my, my bold prediction, Patrick, are you ready for this? My bold prediction is that Gonzaga wins the national title and they don't play a single game. That is that ends in single digits. They run wow. out. They're just, they're awesome. They're
0: that good. They're, they're so good. They're, they're playing great. another. They're playing another sport this year. They're they're, they're, they're <laughs> they truly are. They truly. Are. I'm really really excited for uh, for their coach and their program. Hopefully they can they can hang a banner for the you know first time ever. First time ever. First time ever. First time ever. Well well Rob, want to thank you so much for your time. I know you got uh, other things to do, more college basketball to talk about. This was an awesome quick episode as we. Uh, launch into March Madness. It's time, baby. It's time to get it going. It's time to see some Cinderella stories, some upsets, and all that comes in between that. But anyways, everyone, thank you so much again for your time. Please continue to share this podcast. We're going to continue br- bringing you content. Thank you again to the Field of 68 Media Network. Such a blessing. This The timing is perfect. Follow your favorite team as uh, one of the former players will be talking about everything that's going on with them and the former players and coaches that have gone through their program. But anyways, everyone, thank you again so much Gator nation. Stay rallying.